0: This show is part of the Stuff Podcast Network.
1: A sense of humour runs in the family. At least this podcast has delivered one joke... I'm James, and I am here today to chat to you about the Kennedy Davenport Centre Honours Hall of Shade, all of my ownio, because Keane is away on holidays. We've done the the Olympic relay race of, of podcast handovers. I'm back, he's gone, and I'm joined by the magnificent Louise McSharry to get into all the shade of this roast. But before we get this roast a cooking, as you are no doubt aware, we are part of the wonderful Headstuff Podcast family of Irish creatives. And if you head over to headstuffpodcast.com, you can join the Headstuff Plus network and get access to a whole ton of amazing Irish podcasts, including The World According to Wikipedia, which we're going to have a little listen to right now. The World According to Wikipedia is a podcast that dons an old-fashioned diving suit to take a deep dive into the depths of Wikipedia with your intrepid hosts, Rebecca and Fanula. Each episode, we will talk to someone from the Wikimedia community, exploring topics such as harnessing the viral meme potential of Wikipedia articles, why librarians are Wikipedia's biggest fans, how Wikimedians created the largest photography competition in the world ever, And why do some Wikimedians love soft toys so much? Subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia. So queen of the catch up, Louise McSharry. let me ask you two very important questions. First of all. How have you been enjoying the season? And second of all, between podcasting, parenting, and going to all sorts of absolutely amazing looking places, <laughs> how do you even manage to watch it? <laughs>
0: well, the answer to question one is I have been massively enjoying it, like massively. It feels like such a gift. Like it is laugh out loud funny every single episode
1: really yeah
0: like I love that there's not really any kind of drama between them you know they all seem to have a respect for each other and and what they do and you know that might be boring if they weren't all so bloody good like the talent is just so incredible that it makes up for any kind of lack of drama Um, and they're also also funny and funny with each other I just am enjoying it so much it's the best series of drag race I've watched in years I think
1: Yeah I I was thinking the same it has like it is reignited that sort of sense of watching it from when it was in season four five and six that real sense of like oh my god these queens are all so good and it's exactly that Right? there's no there's no unnecessary drama it doesn't feel like there's any kind of producer meddling it just Mm -mm. is naturally very talented people Mm -hmm. being given a platform to just do the things that they do best and but the way they've structured the challenges across the season means that everyone has been able to excel in the area that they excel in. Yeah. And we've even had moments like in this episode where people who you wouldn't naturally associate with comedy have been able to come and do something amazing. But yeah, it has been a real tour de force of a season.
0: Yeah, I've loved every minute of it. And I suppose we haven't been watching kind of week to week because as you say, our lives are busy. Um, and I I watched, I mean, for the first 10 years I watched Drag Race I watched on my own but then my husband got into it a few years ago um, and now it's something that we watch together which is great but it does mean that you know we have to both be Mm -hmm. in the same place at the same time which is actually not you know with the energy (laughs) to watch a full episode of television which actually is less often than you would think and so we kind of have been binging a few episodes at a time but that's actually a lovely way to watch it to be honest because it is so entertaining
1: and that's the other thing about this series is that you don't have to worry about spoilers Like you're not going to you're not going to accidentally see oh, some queen went home because no one's going home. (laughs) Yeah, yes,
0: exactly. And, you know, initially I was kind of like, oh, I mean, I kind of have split feelings about that. On the one hand, I'm delighted that no one's going home because I don't want any of them to go home. They're such a great group. And seeing them all interact together is amazing. On the other hand, I wouldn't mind if there was just even a little bit more critique. You know, the judges are being so nice Mm -hmm. and watching michelle like not ever say a bad ping just feels completely (laughs) wrong whatever about ross and like maybe rue but like michelle you know she is she's a tough critic Um, and i wonder
1: right i think for this season
0: (laughs) how is she managing not to say anything negative because sometimes there are things to say you know it's not flawless
1: no there are critiques to be given and I have noticed that even even in the, this season or even in this episode we got to with some of the performances like Jada stumbles very visibly yeah. and you know there was a you know what there was room for 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 some constructive criticism in in that but uh, they yeah. took, again, the and a much more supportive oh but you were amazing anyway Ruth which doesn't yeah. feel which which feels like a little inauthentic especially when everyone is performing at such a high yeah
0: yeah, but I am glad that we're not. Because because sometimes, you know yourself, sometimes you say goodbye to someone and you're just not ready. Like, you need, you know, they might not be delivering on the challenges or whatever, but they could be delivering in spades in terms of entertainment in the rest of the episode. Yeah. So I'm glad that we don't have to deal with any of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So go right back to the very beginning of the, the episode, Raja arrives in and realizes that there has been no secret to the planet yeah. plunger. <laughs> I, I like... Kate and I talked about this over the last couple of episodes. We were a bit like, oh God, we're a bit tired of this platinum plunger. We're a bit tired of this platinum plunger. They need to just let it go. But I'm actually glad we saw through to the end now. Because it yeah. was her reaction. And it was her. Because she was able to carry that like bitchy model-esque reaction to a tea.
0: Perfectly. And also it was just so great that they all finally got to say it out loud in the room before <laughs> she came in that like, uh, like she's going to find out now that this is all being a, a, like a joke. I was I was happy for the little joke. And and I did think that the blocking, you know, was interesting and did make it kind of, you know, the stakes a little bit higher. Um, and I, I, you know, I thought it was interesting in this episode when Jinx was saying, you know, the blocking actually could really be a mm-hmm. big thing over the next couple of weeks. And I, you know, I was kind of relieved in the end when they said, no, we're going to end it at this episode because, you know, you want the right people to get through and you don't yeah. want it to be because, you know, someone blocks them.
1: Yeah, no, completely. And I think that's like the blocking has played an interesting role in this season in that it ha- it doesn't seem to have held any of the front runners too far back. Mm. But it it sort of has allowed enough tension to build it. Now there is a state of like really... There's three more spots in the in the top four up for grabs and mm. virtually everyone could get them, which is something that they, they chat a bit about at the beginning of the episode. And what kind of comes up there is you see Shay and she talks about it throughout the rest of the episode that she's just sitting there one star. And I certainly did not see that journey for Shay Kule I had expected Shay Kule to slay. What about what about you?
0: I think she has what she deserves. In the context of this series like I think Shay is amazing. I think her looks have been flawless from start to finish. I think her runway look this week was spectacular, probably Mm -hmm. my favorite. and there's no doubt that she always looks good And she always delivers But she she's missing a kind of X factor That some of the other queens have In my opinion yeah. Um, Like someone like Trinity Like I just adore Trinity Trinity could could sit on the TV and do nothing And I would be magnetized to her You know what I mean Jinx obviously is spectacular The Vivian at the start I was like oh is she kind of You know is she a, a like a big fish small pond Is it yeah. one of those situations Where she's not really going to work here But she's actually really risen to the the occasion and I think has really delivered. And again, you know, you're fascinated by her because you don't know what she's going to come out with. Um, whereas someone like Shay and even, and I feel bad saying this, but even someone like Monet, they're great, but they just don't quite have that extra yeah. little something.
1: I think it is that between like b- between a um, a normal series and, a, and, a, and an all-star series you yeah. need to see some sort of growth so that you can kind of understand why a, a queen deserves to be there and so you're kind of surprised again and I feel like with Monet it's kind of that she hasn't really changed like she kind of just had you know she had reached her final form and yeah. this is it and with Shay, I'd agree with you in that I had anticipated Shay coming in and absolutely tearing the competition up. But I think it's that because we've all been sort of trained to think that she is this absolutely otherworldly queen who can do no Mm. wrong. And that certainly was true on season nine. But even when you get to All-Stars 5... She had some great moments, but like it yeah. wasn't as if she owned that competition either. So, no.
0: And like, you know, you say there, like she's an otherworldly queen who can do no wrong. And I still think she's an otherworldly queen who can do no wrong. She has done no wrong. Yeah. But she hasn't done anything spectacular. And so many of the others have. It's just that the standard is so high
1: yeah that, that's it i think she went in on the unfortunate position of being probably one of the fan favorites at the very earliest yeah. point so someone like evie could really kind of come from the back and kind of surprise you mm, with how well yeah. they've managed to do and sometimes where she didn't really have that uh yeah she didn't really have the benefit of that she was like she had to come in at this level and be at this yeah. level or else she was going to be seen as not doing her full potential yeah um but yes, on to the next day at the workroom, <laughs> on the subject of finding our full potential, we get a pit crew, exploding balloons and a load of glitter. People have so been, enjoyed it. People have been saying they've missed the mini challenges on this <laughs> season. And I have too. And I love mini challenges, where there's no, like, there's no stakes. There is no stage. I
0: know, and, that, and it was so funny. And like I love it when you see Rue like actually really enjoying yeah, like yeah. himself. And like I thought it was gas. I, Jada describing topping is something that I did not ever expect <laughs> to experience, but like it was so funny. Um and then poor Jinx, like God loved Jinx. I mean, I Jinx, know I- Jinx knows their position in the world, <laughs> and it's not that. Um I thought it was really go crack
1: it was and sometimes with those sort of mini challenges where it's all just about like oh look at the pit crew aren't they like let's drool over yeah they're so hot yeah yeah it can be a little bit oh right whatever but I actually really enjoyed this and you and like it was that each of the queen had each of the queens had something funny to do something made a moment out of it I love the bit at the end where the Vivian realizes she's going eight and she's like but do I still get to pop a balloon yeah
0: (laughs) The Vivian is always going to want the Vivian's moment, you know, well, th-
1: th- th- and we'll always get the Vivian's. Yeah, like, that is the
0: absolutely. Important. No matter what it takes. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> on this is another queen who got their moment. We forgot to mention or I forgot to mention that is th- this challenge is the Kennedy Davenport Center of Excellence, Shame, Shade Awards or whatever. And <laughs> I do feel like as if they probably from the appearance during the message, did they give her maybe 10 minutes to get that makeup on? <laughs>
0: I know. And and I think as well, like it's a little unfair when you're looking at these queens who are so at the top of their game. And I was actually just like watching this week and admiring the makeup like and I was thinking about some of the makeup that I have seen on the series mm-hmm. <laughs> over the many many years <laughs> I've been watching and I was like wow pings have really come a long way And um, so poor Kennedy yeah I don't think the makeup skills are quite up to scratch and I think we actually have to give the event its full name the Kennedy Davenport Centre Honours Hall of Shade induction I mean spectacular
1: I mean absolutely spectacular I, I mean whoever came up with that I deserve they deserve a, a pay rise and later on whoever decided that they would get wintergreen in as the super so yes. for kennedy as the launch and the honor is also fantastic experience
0: i was thinking that um that the fun that they must have kind of coming up with that stuff like it must be so so funny
1: I know I, I myself and Keen have, have regularly thought about how wonderful it would be if Virgin Media were just to do the one series of Drag Race Ireland they would get before it got cancelled for lack of a budget. But like how much fun <laughs> it would be to be in that workroom coming up with puns on toys. Oh,
0: it would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. I mean, could we have? Do you think we could have? A dra- like we probably don't have enough queens though Do we? I,
1: I feel like we do For one I, series Yeah we definitely do But I, I think I actually genuinely think That the that Irish queens And this is like My my view is limited to Dublin fairly, fairly consistently Because you know It's really the scene I know best But even within yeah. the Dublin scene I can think of 10 or 12 queens who are really interesting, really funny, really... Oh, yeah. who I would happily watch in a season of it. Yeah. But it, 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 it would need the same budget. And oftentimes with Irish versions of those reality shows, the budget doesn't get given, so it looks a bit shanky.
0: Um. I totally agree that the the Dublin scene is is super. And I know that there are excellent queens around the rest of the country yeah, as well. Absolutely. I mean, look, Blue Hydrangea came from Northern Ireland. Like there are plenty of spectacular queens in other in other cities um I just, yeah it would just it would need a really good producer
1: it would it would and i i would i would love to see some of the irish queens get the opportunity to go on the the uk season because i think that there are probably there's a lot of talent who are at that level where they could compete yeah. in like a proper international field and then there are some up-and-coming ones that probably need a while more to to go yeah I mean,
0: well i I did have a chat, actually, with one of Ireland's uh, queens, and they told me that um, the big sticking point is residency. You have to be a resident in the U.K., and I know that there is a – I heard that there are some queens who have taken up residency in the U.K., in order to be potentially eligible so who knows who we'll see maybe on the next series
1: I I mean I am I am hopeful of that I'd heard about the residency sticking point before yes. and I was thinking about how we had a one Miss Bunny O'Hare who obviously would have Northern mm. Irish residency as well mm-hmm. and very many other ones I know who who like have the little little cupboards over in Manchester yeah. that they call their own
0: <laughs> yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> it's time surely
1: it is we need it we need it mm. we need we need it we need a good big dublin queen in there striding into that work room or a Corker hallway mm-hmm. galway or limerick queen or whoever whoever they want to go from <laughs> but so the the kennedy center hall of shade of excellence which i'll never remember the full title <laughs> of is a roast challenge and given oh. the week and the weather we're having that is very apt is this a sort of humor that you like
0: oh i love it like i love when they do the read you know the the library is open and the reading is the fundamental challenge like every 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 series I love it and I especially love it when you know they're almost all going to be brilliant at it you know like it's not like in other series where you know that some people are going to flounder and kind of fall on their ass and it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable because you really want them all to do well yeah and where you know whereas in with this cast you know that they're really going to deliver and they did like I mean so many laugh out loud moments absolutely And even poor Jada, who obviously did not have the best night, like still, you know, she managed to be funny. There was humor there.
1: There was a lot of the humor came from her and almost probably could have she could have done with the same advice given by Jinx, which is that sort of like step out of the moment and just be more yourself or or given to to Trinity by, by Jinx. Because I felt like she tripped over herself in trying to deliver actual jokes. Yeah. But then was very funny and recovering from it just naturally off the cuff.
0: And that's a thing that happens, I think, time and time again in these kind of challenges where people have to do, you know, sometimes they have to do like a stand up routine, sometimes they have to do something that they've scripted. And and I think you most of the time you see failure when people are too glued to their script, too glued to what they prepared, and and they don't have the. It's about confidence, really, the confidence yeah. to just kind of look. If I make a mistake, no big deal. I have to keep going, which is the secret I think to succeeding in anything like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. You do, you have to be fearless as well because you see some of the and and just rely on the fact that everyone is who's participating understands exactly what the challenge is. I mm. thought it was nice at the beginning of this when they were kind of starting to write the material, Jinx kind of asked the workroom in general, is there anything anyone doesn't want yeah. to, to joke about? Because you have seen in the past that there can be a reliance on comedy that's a bit too cutting in some areas or a reliance on fat jokes or on, you know, kind of fast humor in general tends to to be relied on too much. I think it's good to acknowledge that like it's all, it's very good. Everyone likes to be able to laugh at themselves. Everyone's important to have a sense of Mm -hmm. humor about yourself. But like actually saying in front, is there anything that people, is there any red lines that are too triggering for me not to cross? I thought that was, that was good. I, for myself, love to be read to filth. So yeah. I would love. I would love to be roasted by these queens. I would love to oh. have them say the worst things to me about me.
0: <laughs> my like best friends and the people I enjoy being with the most are the people who are hell-bent on ripping me to shreds mm-hmm. and who I know I can rip to shreds <laughs> like, so yeah. the basis of my closest friendships like that's just how I that's how we show love and affection like the guys I hung around with in my 20s who all uh, abandoned me almost all abandoned me for London and um, we always used to say that if we put like even 10% of the energy we put into ripping each other apart into rising each other up we'd all be like taking <laughs> over the world but like that wouldn't be as much fun you know so yeah. I'm totally I'm totally with you and I love like watching well, watching them all laugh at themselves. And even, I think it was Monet who was saying, I'm really excited to see, like, I can't wait to see here what people have to say. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same, because I, I love to see like what ways people can, like what ways people can like interpret the weird intricacies about you or like little yeah. sort of things that you don't even realize you're doing. And it, 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 as long as it's coming from a loving place, it is so yeah, exactly. lovely to see. I mean, and
0: exactly. It, and
1: it always is. A good friendship I, is one that sounds pure evil to outsiders. I
0: couldn't <laughs> agree more. I also think that, um... I thought it was really nice when Jinx kind of said to Trinity, look, you like totally mm-hmm. built me up and supported me during that design challenge where she, you know, Jinx was completely flailing. Um, and, yeah. And I thought it was really good to see Jinx say, look, I want to return that favor. So anything, any support I can offer you, like I will give you because sometimes it doesn't go like that in, in various series. And, you know, no, I really was so delighted that Trinity did well because I just adore Trinity. And I, I just think Trinity should be in the final, you know, no matter what. Um, and so I just felt like it was really kind of ashamed the timing of it because obviously she'd had such a hard time in the previous roast yeah. challenge so yeah I was just so glad that, that Trinity got the support but, uh, but mainly that you know she managed to kind of get out of her head and deliver
1: completely and it, like I mean it was nice of them to kind of give us that context and show how she had performed in yeah. the, in the previous two seasons because it, it sort of it reminded me that like exactly the, the trap she had fallen into was the same one that say, Jada fell into yeah. where she had A script, she was sticking to it and she wasn't able to consider kind of moving outside of it. And in this one, there was just a fluidity to what she was saying. There was like just kind of like there was breaks, there was like very clever one. It was that like line about Monet, your mother's delivered at least one joke. Like, yeah, that floored me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I just think Trinity is so funny. Like, I thought Trinity was hilarious in the previous week in the sketch challenge where she was like the really dumb girl. Like, Her facial expressions, like, I actually thought she should have been in the, in the kind of top for that. Like, I thought she, and and she is constantly funny. Even her testimonials are so self-deprecating and hilarious, but like, it's, it's never nasty. Yeah. Like, so I'm just glad that she managed to translate her genuine humor into what, where it needed to be.
1: And I think going back to kind of what we were saying about Monet and Shay about how perhaps there hadn't been enough room for growth from them from where mm-hmm. they had been the last time we're on the show to where they are now. I think that's the thing with, with Trinity is that she has been, like this the journey she has been on from season nine where she came in as this very uptight pageant queen who had this one particular way of expressing her yeah. drag, discovering her comedy, perfecting her comedy to come back now as such an all rounder with like a real self-awareness and, and a grace mm-hmm. and, and sort of a, a, a willingness to, it's kind of, you're watching this steps and this growth and it's really rewarding to see that. And something like this episode now gives you that full circle moment. That's really nice to see. Yeah, because It doesn't feel conceited. Yeah. It feels like, Oh, this is actual like growth, which is so yeah. It, it's fulfilling. It's wonderful. It's nourishing. It's all of those good words.
0: As the kids say, you love to see it.
1: You love to see it. You love you to, love see, to it. see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I was moving into, uh, there was a, there was a walkthrough um, which they didn't give much away in terms of what way things were going. It was all very, just like Ross Matthews, just going thumbs up. You're going to do fine. So nothing much really to say about that into the into the main challenge we had Raja up first what was your take on on actually out of them because I wasn't going to treat them which of them really stood out to you which of them was was the one that w- that made you laugh the most
0: Oh, I mean, Jinx, obviously, like there's yeah. no getting away from the fact that Jinx is the star of the show. Like, yeah. I, you know, my husband had never seen Jinx before and mm-hmm. um, because he's a late, a late comer to drag race. So it's been really interesting to see him like from the get go. He was just like, Jinx is just spectacular. Like, I mean, just yeah. such a standout. And obviously comedy is, you know, where Jinx lives. And this kind of stand up is, you know, exactly the forte. Um, but uh, so there's just no denying that Jinx stood out hundred percent, but I also, I mean, I thought that Trinity was excellent. Um, I thought the Vivian was brilliant. Like I did yeah. slightly feel sorry for the Vivian. Cause I'm not sure as much as I love Trinity, I'm not sure that Trinity actually deserved to be in the top this week. It felt a few weeks now it's felt like you can't re- Feels like the judges are choosing the top people based on who they want to get stars yeah. as opposed to who's actually done the best
1: i i would i would agree on that because i think that for me when i worked it out it, for me it felt like obviously jinx was without a shadow of a doubt top of the christmas tree joke 100%. after joke, and again like another like if you think back to her snatch game with judy garland if you think back to where she did oh, the, yeah. the crazy um Valedictorian thing, and then this again. There's like that moment that actually will become a clip that you will see in in many a Miss Mojo video from here to eternity. Yeah. Um, but I I felt like second to her, I would put Raja. I really impressed me with her comedy, but also her her runway was so so spectacular yeah and the vivian so i, I probably would put the vivian as the, the second to her i really enjoyed um enjoyed evie as well though i thought evie did a much better job in the comedy than i'd expected
0: I've, yeah i okay so here's the thing i've got a i've got a thing with evie i can't i can't <laughs> get on board like i have it i just can't i i and I don't feel good about it. I think that Evie has a very kind and pure heart. I think that Evie did really well, all things considered in this challenge for where Evie is, but I just, there's something about me and Evie that just doesn't click. So I'm never going to kind of, be fair about uh, Evie.
1: I have to be honest. I came into the season in exactly that place, but Evie has managed to pull me over to when this you're side. Win you over, yeah. Because I like the the biggest belly laugh that I did to write this entire episode was the plastic surgery joke about Jinx, which yeah. was like, which means
0: that she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the problem. Was
0: that like, was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. I will admit that. I. I, I I just, again, I think I just don't think that Evie is at that, at the same level as your Jinx is even, you know, Monet is so naturally funny. I thought Monet was very good in this challenge as well. And yeah. um, I think like, but I think if you're, if you want to give a prize for growth, and for someone who like really pushed themselves and kind of, you know, went way beyond the expectation, then Trinity is a valid winner. But if it's about who's the best, then I personally think it should have been the Vivian and Jinx.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like the Vivian and Jinx excelled in both the challenge and the the, the runway. And I think that yeah, it, Vivian's because the Vivian's runway look was was really Beautiful and different to, to anything else. It seems like we get to talk about that, but her her mm. actual style of comedy, like she was able to to weave that UK style of comedy into something that's a very American form of yeah form of of comedy, I guess. <laughs> (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, the the roast format, obviously, is super American. I thought it was interesting a few episodes ago when when Jinx said that she felt that herself and and Vivian kind of bring a similar thing to the table, because I wouldn't have thought that myself until Jinx said it. And since then, I'm like, oh, I see like it's a really kind of delicious little rivalry. Like they obviously Mm -hmm. really respect each other, but it's it's interesting to see them interact and kind of clearly, you know, feel a little bit competitive with each other.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think like again with Vivian, when you look back to say season one of 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 UK okay. um, of UK, there wasn't really an opportunity for her to express that comedy outside of say the snatch game, and so like she kind of was a sort of a fierce runway queen who had like mm. a very no nonsense way about her mm. like obvious winner right from the very beginning of it. But you didn't see this like really intelligent side of her. And this like very able to kind of understand and create characters. Like even yeah. when she did her, her Goldilocks and the Three Bears kind of bit a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like that story was a bit, you know, whatever, but she managed to take that character, make it really interesting with the voices yeah. and stuff.
0: Well, even even on today, on this episode, you know, I thought what was really impressive was Vivian came out made jokes off the cuff about stuff that had happened like just in the, you know, in the few minutes previously and, you know, kind of kept that vibe going through everything that she said and then made some kind of off the cuff and you knew it based on what she was saying, because it was related to something that had just been said by someone else into the next person. And that's like, you know, that's real comedic talent, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it really is. I I love these roast challenges. I think that they are Mm. such, they're such a good test of a person's ability to think on their feet actually yeah. tell a story compel a, a, an audience in front of them mm-hmm. and I think it, it is one of the most difficult challenges because I would find it so difficult to be as much as I say I love people being really mean about me and people can say whatever they want uh, I would find it so difficult to write those sort of jokes about yeah. those people
0: <laughs> me too unless it was people that I really know and love and I guess these these people they are you know they they tour together they work together like I guess they probably do really know and love each other
1: yeah no I guess you're right um and actually i mean that they've also been all together in the workroom with very limited like limited stress for the last number of weeks so they've been Mm. seeing awful lot of these things i I mean poor evie is getting very um it's it's taking a lot of attention for her physique and her massive donkey dick
0: (laughs) i every time it's mentioned i feel terror I'm
1: like, how big is it? Apparently long enough to be able to get halfway along, stop, reflect and think I am turning into my mother.
0: (laughs) I just like, you know, I've seen some penises in my life, but not as many as these people, I would imagine. And if they're saying it's, you know, really, really like it's got to be really I mean, very large it,
1: <laughs> it, I mean it feels like it's sort of it's sort of like central perk it's like the the ninth cast member in uh, <laughs> in, in, in the all winners RuPaul
0: <laughs> oh Evie in fairness Evie does not seem bothered by this no, line of conversation no, I,
1: I feel like she probably enjoys that that this is also getting an advertising it saves you updating her uh, her her, Grindr her pro grinder <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what's so- grinder pro
1: Oh, so, the, so all of those apps uh, have like pro editions, which basically means there's no ads and you can oh. see more profiles up to a further distance away from you. And oh, you it's, not like, of, oh, like, it's Raya, not like... Oh, like like Oh, it's not like Raya. Yeah. I, I, I mean, good God, they, they there is absolutely going to... There probably already is some kind of a celebrity... Gay hookup app that I yeah. that I haven't a- achieved the appropriate level yes. of notoriety to. Yes, yes, it's only a <laughs> yes. matter of time. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting. <laughs> and when for you do,
0: do report <laughs> yeah. back.
1: Exactly. Yeah, catch <laughs> up with <Louis> music <laughs> sorry James. It's all about his experience oh <laughs> talking God, to Matt. I would Homer. love
0: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh, moving on to the runway category was all glown up, and first out was Raja wearing this spectacular kind of like skeletal cage with this like whole laser show. And the first thing I'm going to say about this category in general, It just made me want, it it made me want to fast forward by about a month and a half to when I'm standing in Strad Valley, a lecture picnic at like Mm -hmm. three o'clock in the morning. It just Mm -hmm. was such festival vibes.
0: Yeah. Big time. Yeah. It's like those, you know, those people you see walking around with the jellyfish umbrellas at festivals and stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. I think Raja has really delivered on the runway this year, like, or this season, like consistently, every look has been spectacular
1: yeah it really has she is just like she just is a queen who understands exactly what her skills are and like you know if I think back to when she was on season three obviously the bar for what counted as a runway was much lower and she still excelled past that but now she is bringing some of the most exciting looks I think we've ever seen like that gold look she had a couple weeks ago last week oh my
0: god oh my god and she's also just so beautiful like, she's so yeah. beautiful. It's, Absolutely. it's like the color of Raja's skin. Every time I look at it, I'm like, what I would do to have that skin? It is so gorgeous.
1: I, I i think that like when she i love how much she leans into the gray hair and when mm. she do, like when she does that like even in her
0: wigs yeah yeah
1: completely like and she mm-hmm. she does that like poker straight long kind of hair like she mm. i think it was like, the, the the outfit she was wearing at the beginning of this episode when she came in with the platinum plunger and she yes was just, like oh my gosh it was a yeah, yeah. supermodel like mini dress
0: naomi outfit. campbell
1: yeah and, and it was yeah. like this is like, this is a throwaway look you wore just to go back out into the runway. Yeah, you for and five you, minutes, yeah. And you look a million dollars in it. Like, yeah. so beautiful. And this look, I just love how creative it was. I loved how, like, avant-garde it was, how club kid it was. It was yeah. it was really beautiful.
0: I agree. <laughs>
1: Next up, Evie wearing her mushroom game. As an Evie hater, what did you think about this?
0: No, I liked <laughs> it. Like, I thought it was good. I don't think anything Evie does is bad. I just think... Evie's not for me. I think is the reality of it. Yeah. And I think that she, I just think in the context of this, she's just not quite there at the top top level. But no, I liked it. I have to say, I liked all. I think I liked all the looks this week.
1: Yeah. This is going to be a very boring critique runway yeah. thing because I really just am like, yeah, that was really nice. It was really creative. I really enjoyed it. It was great. <laughs> uh, I I think that this is probably the prettiest Evie has looked on the runway. Like. Yeah the most sort of like big hair drag queen that we've seen her do. Um, I think it's
0: been interesting to see her. She's done, she's done like a good few more kind of classic femme looks um, yeah. just through the challenges and stuff. And it's been really interesting to see her like that.
1: Yeah, it has. And, and, and she's also like, she has even in some of the acting challenges where she's just been more straight up, like I'm going to just be like a femme drag queen style. Like when she did the the Regina George character in the play. Yeah. In the, in the Christmas Mean Girls shenanigans affair yeah like she was very good in that role which you wouldn't necessarily have expected because she's always so zany and over the top and she did that big bad wolf thing so many times earlier in the season
0: yeah 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 oh I liked that though I actually I actually thought she was brilliant in that okay (laughs) I'm coming around I'm coming around yeah that's good
1: we're rehabilitating her image (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah
1: Uh, next up was Shea Coulee in her sunflower goddess nymph look my
0: favorite my favorite like The makeup was gorgeous. The look was gorgeous. I mean, Shea is kind of so statuesque and beautiful physically that like it really worked with that look. I mean, the boots, the the kind of thigh high boots, the shape of the outfit, the way it was lit up. I yeah, I loved every single thing about it.
1: It sort of it sort of brought me, do you know those like fairies that you pull the thing and they like whiz off? Like it kind of brought me into that world. Yes,
0: like a really like. Hot Tinkerbell or something?
1: Oh, super hot Tinkerbell! Like the sort of Tinker <laughs> the sort of Tinkerbell that Tinkerbell herself is like afraid to go talk to. Yeah. um And next up was Jinx wearing her scorned woman which burned at the burned at the the stake kind of commentary on on femininity and masculinity and how women can reclaim their power I, I, and also like a beautiful big white dress. Yeah. <laughs> it was, this was this for me, as Ronan Farrow said, was the most compelling of the the um, of the the outfits for me. I just loved the story that came with it. It she looked beautiful. Yeah, interesting way to go with it.
0: Yeah, I wasn't like mega into the dress um, without the lights. Um, I thought it was a bit kind of meringue, um, but once the lights went on. I thought it was amazing. Like even just technically how those lights worked. I'd love to know. I mean, I thought it looked incredible and I liked the narrative. I mean, we like a narrative. We like do. we saw Monet commended for the narrative in her kind of, you know, where they had the transformations that challenged that. I think it was the previous week. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we like a bit of meaning and, you know, with jinx, when, Jinx delivers that meaning, it's always delivered with a laugh as well. And that's just so hard to do. Yeah. So when someone does that successfully, I think it's always impressive.
1: Yeah. It's like to, to be able to, to do comedy about something that's not really comedic, so that you're creating that sense of fun, but you're not losing the the gravity the of point. what you're, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. yeah. And
1: onto something that probably had a lot less gravity was Trinity's entire Vegas strip uh, of a, yeah. that just <laughs> Like, I do not know how she must have walked in that. First of all, like scorching hot and just so heavy, but a very effective look for her.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't like it. It was my least favorite. Um, Really? I mean, it wasn't one
1: of my absolute favorites, but I enjoyed how colorful and over the top it was.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I thought it was fine. I just didn't think, I think, you know, the others, I think all of the others were really beautiful, while being kind of bright and lit up and i just think that hers lacked a certain kind of finesse or something Mm. um you know or an elegance that you know some like even evie's dress was was so elegant and beautiful and i I think it was fun but like i think in the context of the other ones it just wasn't as kind of sophisticated
1: i I understand what you mean actually because there was a sophistication to some particularly some of the others that had come just before her that she went as tacky as you can go
0: yeah and i mean i love tack like i'm not mad at it or anything i just it wasn't my favorite yeah
1: um next up was the third van gogh exhibition that you can see in dublin this week (laughs) Renee exchange (laughs) (laughs)
0: i thought monet looked really beautiful but it was pretty subtle compared to um some of the other offerings and i wonder if it kind of faded into the background a little bit but i loved monet's makeup i thought it was gorgeous she also had those kind of like white twinkles on her face um as uh, Shay did um, and like it was beautiful and I thought actually the dress was stunning with no lights on yeah. um, and then the lights added a certain something to it but it just wasn't as in your face as the other ones
1: yeah like I, I spent a few minutes looking at it trying to figure out whether it was like actual mapped constellations or something but then yeah. it, it did look like it was just kind of random and I think even if it had been done in a way that it was like the proper map night sky that would have been probably too subtle to be picked up so I thought she looked beautiful yeah. but I did think it was like when it was lined up against the rest of them, it did look quite plain.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But it, it was beautiful and a lovely concept. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And like, I'm looking at it now as we talk off the photo that she posted to her Instagram and it is, I mean, it is gorgeous. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about it.
1: And it probably is, you know, one of the only ones that you could wear just as a dress yeah needing sort of the lights to go off for the full effect to make sense yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: and now next it was my least favorite of the night which was Jada's mermaid look that I just thought had too much going on and was too messy and like this is a space where I would have been open for a bit of Michelle Visage critique I I would have been open for it here
0: yeah, I thought, yeah, I just, I agree. I think there was just too much happening. um, And like, it, yeah, it just, again, didn't really have the same kind of elegance as as some of the others. Um, I, yeah, I like, I love Jada. And I think Jada's really naturally funny. But I think even though Jada, you know, technically based on the numbers has, is having a lot of success. Like, I'm not sure really that I feel like she's in the top tier either. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think there was too much happening with this dress. Um, and also what I thought was like when the lights went out, it, it looked a bit tacky. And um, just the way that the lights were kind of in, you know, in incorporated. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Incorporated into the gown, like compared to some of the others, which looked really beautiful. This didn't look beautiful. It looked like, um you know, like. You know those houses that raise money for charity because they put so many Christmas lights on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree. Hundred yeah. percent agree.
0: Like, it's doing something,
1: yeah. but it's not elegance. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was like it was it was making a very loud statement, but that statement wasn't mm. fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And last, but I of, love Jada. Oh, I do too. I actually, I, I've really, I'm really glad that Jada has had this season because I felt like. 2012 or 2020 season mm. 12 rolls out right out of the barrel. There's the whole controversy around uh, Sherry Pie that puts that sort of Mars the entire season. Halfway through, we go into lockdown. She doesn't get the opportunity to have to have her like proper craning moment. She mm-hmm. never gets the opportunity to tour as a, yeah. as a as a reigning winner. Yeah, And so for her to be able to come back and like just display the talent she has and yeah. be able to kind of actually show us, well, this is the reason I won that season. Yeah, in a way that is just like conclusively like we were fantastic. I'm I'm very happy she's had that opportunity.
0: Yeah, and hopefully she'll get loads of gigs off the back of it as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: but I would I would agree with what she says that I don't think she feels like a front runner in the competition. She feels no. like someone I'm glad I've met again. She's mm-hmm. not necessarily someone who I would see in the top four.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing with everyone that I'm saying I don't feel like is at the same level as everyone else. I'm delighted they're there. Yeah, like because I think it's a flawless television program. Yeah, but just there are clear front runners and there's just no getting away from that
1: yeah absolutely and it like it's it's with say the Vivian who's up next I would feel like the Vivian deserves to have probably a better shot at getting into the final than Jada would just based yes. on the like the moments I'll go back to rewatch from this season and yeah. I have to say this like angelic warrior sort of I don't know like mint haired goddess whatever it was look uh, this was stunning absolutely yeah. stunning and those wings
0: yeah I, I, mean, I thought what Michelle said about darkness. the yeah the softness of them was very effective. Yeah, um, and Michelle commented specifically on that. And again, I think it's also an, an example of like the way that the lights functioned within those wings. If you compare that to the way the lights functioned in Jada's look, like it's just a different story. Like it looks sophisticated and beautiful. Um yeah it was really gorgeous really gorgeous I thought
1: yeah I, I like and I think Michelle mentioned how like it looked like there was actually emotion in the performance mm. that. it really did feel like you were watching something that could have stepped out of yeah like there was a fairy story or, or off a stage from a show because she had it, there was just every element of that was was perfect for me yeah um, so I, I would I would have loved to have seen her in the in the top two but yeah. sadly We don't get that. We get our lovely rounds of critique with Ronan Farrow, who I can call out as a liar now. I can oh. call it like So he said at the beginning of this And his like, little interview was like Oh I, I literally begged you In the In, yeah. in the, in the street, street Well if you listen to His partner's podcast Pod Save America He
0: uh-huh. was
1: talking about How the two of them Had never watched it before And they had to binge watch it In the weeks Coming up to him Being on the show What? <laughs> oh. so I was Because I, I was like I, I was listening to that And I was like Oh that's a pity That someone who's a real fan Doesn't get to go And and John John Lovish Is the name of, of his partner He's a brilliant Political commentator actually. yeah yeah, I've listened together.
0: to Pod Save America. Yeah, um,
1: but he he is Ronan Farrow's partner, long term partner. They have a beautiful dog called Pundit together, and <sighs> they, he was talking about how they had to binge watch the entire like last ten seasons together in the in the la- over over the last couple of months before he went on to uh, to be a judge on it. So well,
0: I Ronan Farrow. Just- Disgusted, Consider- Ronan Farrow. I would have expected more from you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Consider yourself cancelled, Ronan Farrow. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> I have, thank God you're here to call him out.
1: <laughs> someone had to. Someone had to. Hmm? Um, but so we find out that um, Jinx and Trinity the Took are this week's top two. They lip sync to Kings and Queens by Ava Max.
0: It was an all right lip sync. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think it's kind of a hard song, you know, like, I I think the song choices and indeed the, you know, last week's like spoken word lip sync, which I loved and have been really kind of inconsistent. And sometimes you get a really good thing and then sometimes you get Ava Max and you just have to like do your best. (laughs) Um, And I think that they both did well. I actually would have called Trinity as the winner based on what I saw, but, you know, I always, the edit is always so telling in these things. I think yeah. it's always so obvious who they're going to say is the winner because it's whoever they show you more of. Like yeah. it's it's that simple. And um, I think based on the lip sync, yeah, I would have given it to Trinity, but equally, I think the Jinx deserve to win based yeah. on the challenge
1: no com- completely and i do think it's, like i i was thinking about how we're going to be positioning this coming into the the final four mm.
0: this lip-sync
1: lala peruza SmackDown for the crown mm-hmm. you know they jinx has traditionally not been considered to be a very good lip-syncer so they possibly needed to create more of a narrative that she is more competition in that format because i think that if you had her going in against the likes of Monet or or or, yeah. or trinity they, she just wouldn't stand a chance yeah um, that's true But hopefully we're going to get some spoken words. I, I would have, I would, what, actually, what, what, what is there a single piece of of pop culture that you would like them to do as a spoken word, um, lip sync in (sighs) the Lollapalooza?
0: well it's kind of hard because it kind of has to be a monologue doesn't it like I mean I yeah. know that there was another character like a smaller character in the designing was it designing women, that it was women.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: yeah um in that scene uh, but oh, I just love it so much like I you know a lot of my early kind of exposure to drag was in Panty Bar in the George but well, it wasn't Panty Bar at the time Boo or whatever but yeah. um you know and they those the Irish queens do that kind of thing so well Panty does it so, so well. well um so all and a lot of the stuff that Panty would do you know she does a lot of English stuff and stuff but um Yeah, I don't know. Like, I always love that scene from EastEnders where she says, I'm your mother. But like, obviously, we're not going to see that on American all (laughs) Straw (laughs) Progress. I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank. I love, um, there's loads of steel magnolias that I think would be spectacular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? I I'd, should have thought about that. <laughs> I'd I'd love
1: the the Don't Fuck With Me Fellas monologue from Mommy Dearest. Oh, yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that that's like, that well, that's a like classic would be,
0: of the genre. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a
1: classic. And that would be kind of probably part of it. Or there is, now I'm trying to remember, like, there is a monologue in Priscilla Queen of the De- Desert where mm. um, the older queen is kind of, you know, sermonizing to to all that listen about that I think that's very funny but uh, yeah I, I should have before I asked a question I should have stopped to think well what do you, what answers do you have because like yourself going to the George going to Panty Bar and indeed Gubu back in the day mm-hmm. it often is Carnation Street or Enders mm. sort of stuff that you would see let think which you're probably not likely to do uh, in, um, oh
0: I mean I know my answer it will never be this but obviously the most beautiful thing we could possibly see would be Twink's voicemail. voicemail. I can't even say the words. I mean,
1: you're just too excited. <laughs> Tip Twink. up your mickey. Is what Tip I'm up saying. Your mickey. I, I mean, I mean they, they could either do that or they could do the lip thing to the, like the rave version of it. Yes.
0: A <laughs> equally good. Um, Aaron McGregor's The Neck.
1: Oh, no. I I don't know if you went to the... Oh, this is... I'm, there A couple of years ago, there was like a... Uh, what is it called? I cannot remember. It was like Stephen Stephen Fay organized it queer party go with Dirtbird, whose name I can't remember. Glitterbox. Glitterbox. Is that, that what was it's called? it
0: called? Yeah. I feel a
1: like glitter hole maybe.
0: Glitter hole. Yes. Glitterhole. There you go.
1: And they would have people like they they did like iconic lip syncs to to both of those and beautiful. We need to see that on the, the Drag Race UK stage first and then the world or now the I have passport. Corre- one, I have to
0: correct myself. It wasn't Aaron McGregor. It was Eva McGregor. Ethan sorry, McGregor. <laughs> sorry, Aaron.
1: That's as, as a as a relentless fact checker, I would have got you on that later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's important that we get these details right.
1: <laughs> I also would enjoy the passport. Uh, the the oh, yeah. passport fiasco would be. Would
0: be yeah. another one. Um, see, all of this would be great for Irish Drag Race. We need to hire us. us, you cowards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so louise thank you so much for coming on to chat to me on a very warm and sticky evening
0: oh i couldn't be happier i'm always delighted to chat drag race um and it's nice to return the favor since you've been on my podcast now a couple of times well. i know
1: I, I we always love to come in and chat about whatever whatever's going on in the world of celebrities uh, it's nice well, to, we'll sometimes to look, it out, soon. look outside of the window of drag race to see what's happening with the kardashians or the whoever's <laughs> yeah
0: the whoever's i love them all
1: <laughs> they're all they're, they're all neat they're all neat um but yeah so who is your winner that's it or is it just jinx
0: i think it's jinx i think it has to be jinx i think jinx deserves it um but who do i love the most based on watching this series it's trinity i just love trinity uh, yeah. trinity has a piece of my heart forever but i think that jinx is who deserves to win and i would be yeah. very happy with that
1: yeah same here we will wait for two weeks, Grace. We'll
0: wait for two weeks and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Super. Well, thank you thank so you much. So for much. Going on. Not at all.
1: So I'll be back next week as we get into episode eleven of All Stars Seven, and we finally learn. Which 4 of our 8 winners are proceeding on into that Lip Sync Lala, lala Perusa Smackdown for the crown if you miss us in the meantime, you can head over to sissi.pod on Instagram and send us a little DM about who you think is going to be making it into the top four, who you think maybe have been underserved by the challenges this season, and who has performed better than you were expecting. It'd be very interesting to hear who you were like underdogging before all of this kicked off. And um, in the meantime, have a wonderful week. See you, love you, bye.